Welcome to the Essay for FAs Asset Allocator Podcast, a series that addresses issues of current interest to financial advisors, including ETFs, asset allocation, and the economy. I am your host, Gil Weinrich of Seeking Alpha, and this morning I wanted to share some thoughts on the Ivy League Endowment Horse Race as academic institutions report their fiscal year returns. We'll get to that in a moment, but first, this word on behalf of our sponsor, Invesco. Every day, Invesco brings together ideas with technology, data with inspiration, and investors with solutions. Let's invest in greater possibilities together. Find out more at Invesco.com together. Invesco Distributors, Inc. If you followed the news about the endowments of elite academic institutions, then you might have caught some headlines like Bloomberg's, which captures the tenor of the reporting. Quote, Yale Endowments Fund is at the bottom of Ivy League heap so far, end quote. And indeed, Yale's fiscal year return of 5.7% is less than half that of Brown University's 12.4%, and some dozen other institutions, actually every other institution that had reported results as of the time Bloomberg published, did better than bottom place Yale. But in my judgment, this assessment is wrong and totally misses the point. The whole idea behind the endowment model which the Yale Endowment's chief investment officer, David Swenson, popularized, was broad asset allocation and patience in achieving positive long-term results. If that is the goal, then looking at one calendar year is immaterial. What's more, a lower one-year return of 5.7%, which is quite respectable, may be nothing more than the setup for longer-term outperformance. And looking at Yale's long-term performance, it's impossible to judge the endowment as anything but a success. Over the past 20 years, the Yale Endowment has achieved annual average returns of 11.4%, which is close to double the broad market's 6.4% returns. Most colleges and universities manage to mimic broad market returns, but have gotten nowhere near those of Yale. During this period, Yale's endowment grew from over $7 billion to over $30 billion, which has fueled a massive injection of funds that Yale uses in its annual operating budget to maintain its competitive edge in recruiting professional and student talent. Endowment funds of $1.4 billion account for over a third of Yale's annual revenue. And that's the thing of it. Most of your clients are building wealth for the long-term goal of funding their spending during retirement. A long-term asset allocation approach is likelier to help your clients reach that goal whereas the financial media horse race approach generally encourages return chasing and poor long-term results. So Yale's report is actually a positive one in my book. Its 5.7% return for the fiscal year is by and large irrelevant. The more relevant news is its 2020 asset allocation targets, and that is where we can see some genuine investment sophistication. Its top allocation warms the cockles of my heart with its commitment of 30% of the endowment to market-insensitive assets, including cash, bonds, and absolute return investments. Regular listeners know that I generally call for a target of one-third of one's portfolio to cash and cash equivalents to stabilize the portfolio and permit taking advantage of opportunities for when stocks go on sale. Yale's stash of cash exceeds by more than 10 times its commitment to domestic equities, revealing its dim view of U.S. stocks at just 2.75% of its portfolio. The Ivy League institution is targeting five times that amount to foreign equities at 13.75%. 
Venture capital and leveraged buyouts will receive the lion's share of the fund's risk assets at 21.5 and 16.5% of assets. Real estate and natural resources at 10 and 5.5% respectively will weigh far more heavily than U.S. stocks. The stock allocation strikes me as reasonable. I too don't expect the coming decade to be a good one for U.S. stocks, though investors should beware areas such as venture capital and leveraged buyouts that are beyond their sophistication. Maxing out on high-risk investments is generally the best way of getting a shot at winning the media horse race. That gets money managers' highly coveted press, followed by assets of return-chasing investors. But while ordinary investors are easily distracted by such horse races, their investment professionals must never lose sight of the fact that the point of investing is to help clients achieve their personal goals. A generous allocation to market-insensitive assets plus a diversified risk portfolio can get them there over the long term. That is how Yale has become top of class, despite what you're reading in the media currently. Thanks for listening. If you found this podcast useful, consider passing it on to one other advisor. Also, feel free to contact me at gill at seekingalpha.com if you have feedback or requests. This is Seeking Alpha's Gil Weinrich. And our podcast was sponsored by Invesco.